You are now tuned into the DFPN, the Datfilling Podcast Network. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. It's Friday night, come and take a load off. Come sit in the Smoke Pit, it's time for us to show off. It's been a long week, come relaxing, get some lapsing, and let's talk about these brackets. And while we at it, tell me whose man's is this? Cause I got questions, I'm hoping you can answer it. Get ready, cause you know we gon' talk a lot of shit. It's Mac and Mac, welcome to the Smoke Pit. What is good? Everybody out there in the uh, the world of social media, internet, whatever, worldwide webs. I appreciate you guys tuning in. I know we catching you off guard on a Wednesday. Normally we hit y'all up on a Friday, but a lot of things going on. And I have some amazing individuals who want to come on here and share their thoughts about some of the things that that were bothering, not bothering me, but things that I wanted to talk about and make sure we have some conversations and dialogue about. Um, as you can see, my man Black is not here. He's out there doing the Lord's work. Uh, he may or may not join later on today, but right now what we got is my man here, host of the Ant Boogie podcast. You've probably seen us post the link here in the, the, the fan group page on Facebook, but None other than my man Amp Boogie is here to join me on this episode of the Smoke Pit. How you feeling, guy? What's happening? What's good, Bo? Chilling, chilling, man. Glad to be here. Good to see you. It's good to see you. It's good to see your face, Willie. Yeah, man. Same to you. Um, little known facts for uh, but when we both make it famous and shit. Uh, for y'all who are watching, um. This dude right here uh, was the main reason, one of the, the driving forces behind the shit that we are doing every week to smoke it. He was one of the ones that got in my ear and was like, get out here and do some shit, right? And uh, we both been kind of pushing each other uh, and bringing each other up along the way, man. So much love to you, my guy. Um, and like we were talking about before the show, great things are in our future, bro. Great things are in our future, man. Yes. All right. I so. can, I can feel it. I feel <laughs> it. In, feel it right here. Really, I feel it right here. That's how I know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, my man hosts the uh, the Ant Boogie podcast. Uh, search it Spotify. Wherever you wherever you streaming your podcast at, man. Ant Boogie podcast. You see the logo behind him. So once you see that picture, you know you in the right spot. Good, good stuff, man. And he's got more stuff on the way. But uh, let's go ahead and knock out uh, naming the the name drop. So big three sponsors for that feeling podcast network. We got plug earbuds at gettheplugs.com. Use promo code DFPN10. Get 10% off your purchase from there. Good quality sounding wireless earbuds. Audioswim.com. For anybody who's trying to get in the music business, they can hook you up, get you set up. Less than $5 a track out on all the, the premier streaming services. So check them out, audioswim.com. Premier Element UAE for all your managing, representation, uh, marketing, all that stuff. They can hook you up there at premierelement.com. Uh, for the music side of that feeling, check out the band camp. We got exclusive tracks on there that aren't streaming anywhere else. And then also you can pick up uh, early access to releases that are coming out. Uh, big plug, you know 
Black Mac has his album coming out soon. It's going to premiere there on that or the Bandcamp. Then he'll release it out uh, to the major streaming services. But you're going to hear it first on that feeling Bandcamp. So that feeling.bandcamp.com. Y'all know what it is at the Patreon. Uh, at the end of this or September, we'll be doing our hundred dollar giveaway for our Patreon members. So check us out at patreon.com slash that feeling podcast, ad free podcast episodes, uh, additional content that's not available anywhere else. So check us out over there. Last but not least, we got <coughs> merch available uh, at that feeling dash podcast.creator-spring.com. Easily. You could probably just go to spring.com or teespring.com, search that feeling podcast, and you'll find our store. A lot of merch going right now. I'm rocking the, the smoke pit VIP shirt, all that good stuff. So just check us out over there. Support the brand, all that good stuff. Now, now that we got that out the way, my guy, you ready to take this shot, take this drink, and get into the, 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 the to pres- get into Let's it. Do it. Get into it. All right, man. So, it's only Wednesday, but here's to all the pit masters out there. Here's to everybody checking with us. We halfway there, baby. Hump day. Let's get it. Mm, mm. Y'all don't know this man is on Jaeger right now. I don't know how y'all feel about Jaeger, but he on that Jaeger right now. He on that Jaeger. I was gonna keep it a secret. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want them to be like ain't weird ass over drinking Jaeger. Just <laughs> I was telling him before the show, man. Like in my younger days, like Jaeger was was nothing to me. Them Jaeger bombs, bro, was nothing to me. Killing them like a rippet, destroy them, get me going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I hit a certain age where I was just like. <sighs> My heart can't take this shit no more, you know? Like <laughs> my heart can't take this right, shit right. no more. But um Yeah, man. Um so last week, uh me and Black, we had a show and we just had a we just wanted a group discussion and and if y'all don't know, my man Ant here is an Air Force veteran, got out, honorable, all that good stuff, man. He did his time, so salute to you. Uh Appreciate your service and everything that you put in and gave to the country. Um, I know. Thank you, sir. You have been watching the Thank news. Thank you. You have been seeing the goings-ons over there in Afghanistan. Um, and then before I before I let you talk, mm-hmm. uh, we are joined by our other guest host, who is uh, settling in right now, uh, cheesing in everything. Uh, she was on the show a couple weeks ago. She helped it. She she held it down with your boy. Let's welcome back the good sis to the smoke pit. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> hey guys. It's Liddy in the city. I hear you. I hear you. Welcome to the show. So um, let us go ahead. And I was just talking to Aunt. Um, you know, thanking for his service and everything. And. And now we got you here. Last week, me and Black, we kind of held a show talking to individuals and kind of getting their thoughts on the situation in Afghanistan. Um, if you want to share some thoughts, cool. If not, I understand because I know it's affecting everybody a little different. Um, I was going to start with Ant and get his thoughts on the situation mm-hmm. and how he feels about uh, everything going on over there. I didn't know you um, This is my first time, so I want to do this right. Ladies first. 
Go ahead, Denise. You got this. Okay. okay. So honestly, when it comes to the situation in Afghanistan, I'm quite conflicted about how it is that still. Because on one hand, it's like it's never really our responsibility to stay in there as long as we did, but because we're considered the world's like superpower or whatever, we really as a country have a real save a hoe complex. And um part of me feels like we kind of overstayed our welcome but at the same time part of it was also very necessary because at the end of the day i don't feel like afghanistan ever really truly had any intentions on being able to stand up and take care of their own so is it fair they're keeping this country safe and like doing all of these things or at some point do we hold this country accountable for taking care of their own business it's very difficult for me because on one end, like I said, I definitely feel like we should have left a long time ago, but we stayed. Because of how long we opted to stay, it was kind of like one of those things where like, well, there's really no point in leaving now. Um, just looking at how everything unfolded and just how quickly everything unfolded. I can definitely under understand the sentiments of many personnel who feel like, well, what was the point of us being there? Um, the long-term effects, like those who, like the wounded warriors who are injured, and like if we were never there, who's this, they probably wouldn't sustain the injuries that they sustained. Um, something else could have happened in their life. God forbid. Hopefully, nothing would have happened in their life. But it's very easy to pinpoint, like, well, these injuries that we sustained by being that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't here. For those who have like those invisible wounds that nobody wants to talk about, like PTSD. Um, People wouldn't be like feeling the way that they feel and like going through the emotions, having the nightmares, having the night terrors, having the flashbacks, everything that they experienced if they were not there. But at the same time, we did a lot of good in that time period that we were there. And you don't ever want to sit there and look at it like we just we were there in vain. But it kind of feels like we're in vain. They're in vain, if that makes sense. So for whole Afghanistan thing at the end of the day. We definitely should have been left, but because we chose to stay as long as we did, it's almost like we should have just stayed. It's heartbreaking, like, looking at these news images and you're, like, seeing all these Afghanis where, like, they're willing to risk their life to try to escape what's about to happen to them. Mm. And, like, that's not something that the average American is ever going to have to like deal with. It's not an ordeal that they'll ever partake in because we have so many different liberties and like we have it way better than a lot of these other countries. But at the same time, it's just like, how long can I be responsible for what's going on in your backyard? So that's just my two cents. Go ahead, Ed. Is it my, oh, okay. My bad, I was stuck a little bit. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you good, you good, you good. It wasn't your yeah. choice. It was definitely me. But um, like I feel like with the Afghanistan thing, <clears throat> everything that's going on over there right now, it's like, it's like, I feel like it's gonna be one of them things that pass. Right now, it's a hot topic politically because it's it's really something to talk about. It's a, it's a chance to talk shit. You know both sides i'm not saying any side taking up for any side of the other it's a chance for both sides to really you know get their words off against each other i feel like this is one of them things where 
a year from now, two years from now, it'll definitely indeed, indeed still be serious. But at the same time, it's not going to be talked about like this. I don't think, I personally don't think it's a big deal like the news and the social media uh, makes it out to be. Not saying it's a big deal, but the news and social media make it seem like people really care about it a certain type of way. But people really don't don't care about it. There's people who think they know certain things. Like every time I hear somebody, you like you know those people who that's like, you know, man, I would I went to basic training back in the day, I'd punch move in the face if you would have got in my face. Like those dudes, like, oh I could have been in the military. No, no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. Right. Those are the main people that's that's putting their, their two cents on in on it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not and let me say this i don't think i honestly don't think a lot of people any even a lot of people that's in the military even we're not close enough to those top decisions just to be like like what's really going on should we have been gone 10 years ago we see now that social media is what it is we see how corrupt you know things can be with politicians and things like that right so it's like you know what was really going on 10 years ago behind those closed doors that could we have left 10 years ago or was the shit just a, a, a popularity contest about oh let's you know what we'll never know that you know what i'm saying so i feel like when things are hitting off like that or you know up in higher levels of uh government leadership and uh you know political ranks the, the things like that we'll never know so in six months a year i feel like it's going to die down do i feel like you know to, to answer your question uh do i feel like we should have got out of there earlier yeah i mean we all been there we all see what really go on over there blink twice if you you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm saying it's like <laughs> you feel me so it's like wow we should have been gone and if we was over if we were over there for that long of a time like either either we fell either we failed them and not preparing them themselves but it was still time to go or they failed themselves not taking it, the training or whatever serious enough and they failed themselves either way it's going to be looked at like who fault was it because of how it went down but i do feel like it was time to go yeah i mean at the end of the day me personally i'm not really I'm not torn up about the fact that we are pulling troops out. It's long overdue at the end of the day. And I feel like the most, many people who have a lot to say about this are people who have never been in our shoes, don't know what it's like out there, never like been anywhere near it. It's like the people who, like Ann said, like, oh, if I went through basic training and somebody got in my face, blah, 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 blah. Like, there's a reason why only 1% of us in this country serve. And it's a reason why 99% do not qualify. And that's coming from somebody who was actively in the CAF and somebody who was a recruiter trying to put people in. Like, there's a reason why it was only 1% at the end of the day. Um, it was long overdue. And right now, it definitely is a popularity contest and it's definitely a blame game. But let's be real. We went through like four administrations of this shit. And everybody's going to point their fingers like, oh, it should have been you. 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 
everybody collectively own your little chunk of this and how this went down or whatever and let's just get to a point where we can resolve this and like move forward it's definitely a hot topic like aunt said because i mean hell if we're not talking about this then what are we talking about covid racism shit that's here to stay so i mean it's something that allows people to have something else to think about other than than like what's currently going on but do people are people really up in arms the way that they act like they are that one percent is but every, that 99 percent now nah, they just talking because it's something to do that's just my opinion so let me ask y'all both this uh and and i'll let aunt answer first both you guys and and kind of the 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 consensus when we did this show last week was a lot of people were saying we stayed longer than we should have um just giving your opinions when do you think we should uh kind of bowed out and uh and, and, and pull troops and pull chocks and, and came back home that, that was a little choppy but i think your question was when do we when do we think we should have been pulled out was that the question when should we have left Who knows, Willie? That that's that's my whole thing. Like, do you, who do we really do we really know? Okay, how how bad was things really at the year five? Like like even us that been in the military, like we know how bad our job was when we were when we were over there at the year five. We knew what we was responsible for at year ten. We knew what we had to go over there. And what I our mission was at year 15, year, year 20, you know, that you, you feel me? Yeah. But I think it's always just been, all right, this is something popular to do right now. You know what I'm saying? So could it have been, could it have been, you know, should it have been five years ago? Should it have been 10 years ago? You know, I feel like we don't know. And I feel like even if, even if like you know historians people that like study war and all of this like they study the things that happen they study the reactions the things that happen they study when things happen uh, when things started how long it took how things ended but i be- like i said before those people that are in those top rooms you know they know when we should have pulled out mm. i honestly think? don't know think maybe nice? maybe maybe i just be thinking in the clouds too much but I, I just think, yeah, there's some other stuff going on, bro. And for me, I definitely agree with where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like at the end of the day, like those of us who were downrange, we only know 40%. We know what happened in the mission brief. We know that we were briefed and we know what Intel told us. And that's not nearly what really was going on. Like, if you listen to, like, anybody talk about, like, the real question is, like, why were we there in the first place? Some people say it was to get Osama bin Laden. Others say it's to eradicate terrorism. Some of them said to take advantage of the opium. We don't really know what we were there for. All we know at the end of the day, at our ranks, where we were at when they sent us, is that we just salute smartly and we carry out the mission that we're told to execute. But we don't really know what we're there for. And nobody, in a way, I can honestly say, as messed up as it sounds, it's not like 
top brass really owes us an explanation. I mean, they do because it's our lives that are on the line, but do they? I'm sure they don't feel like they owe us an explanation. They're high up there. They don't owe that to us. We're tactical level, operational at best. We're not strategic. So it was never for us to know why we were there in the first place. So it is kind of difficult to say when we should have pulled out because we don't even really know why we were completely there in the first place. I agree. We salute smartly, and we just do what we're told. Yeah. Thanks. Hello. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I not only wanted to ask you guys this, um, just to get opinions from from different people, people who are serving currently, people who have served, anybody who had any kind of uh, role in the the operation enduring freedom or anything supporting that, um, because it's affecting a lot of people differently. I've seen people super pissed um because they've lost yeah good friends loved ones family members over there and 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 the end result is it just goes back to where it was um people mad because we couldn't fix the country um people upset at the country because they're not pulling their weight and it there's so many emotions uh from from so many people that the topic has been brought up to and I, I just think it's important that conversation and dialogue about this happens instead of people holding this stuff in and, and people like you guys sharing your opinions and thoughts and probably relating to somebody who's watching or may hear this and be like I'm not the only one thinking this way so um, yeah I appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts uh, and then uh, I'll, I'll see if you guys have any final words on this before uh, we move on to the next topic. Okay. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a difficult topic. And like, at the end of the day, I don't feel like there's a right answer and there's not a wrong answer, but it's a very divisive answer at the end of the day, depending on which end of the spectrum that you stand on. Um, there's a lot of people who lost a lot of things because of this and then there's some people who are not affected at all and I think only time will tell as the rest of this unfolds within the next couple of weeks and the next couple of months um, we'll get a little bit closer to like being able to pinpoint like did we make, did we make the right move or did we make the wrong move but ultimately that wasn't our decision to make that was top brass and that was leadership all the way up to the president and obviously at the end of the day they know something that we don't know and that's what guided them to make this decision even though they never lived the life that we lived and was never doing what it is that we did but at the end of the day we're the ones who are going to be suffering long term whatever that may look like whether you have like an injury or you lost somebody or now like you're mentally messed up and like like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just at the end of the day, it wasn't our decision to make. Yeah. And so it's hard to speak for other people, yeah. especially yeah. I don't have the power and I don't have the knowledge that they have. Yeah. And uh, I can just speak from my level. That's kind of where uh, you, you've seen a couple of his comments. Timothy Gordon, uh, he tuned in last week and that's where his mind was at. He was like, uh, once you raise your right hand and you take that oath, you just follow orders or there's punishment you know so they're like go over there and do this yes. we went over there and did that 
and then we come back and then we go back over there and then we come back and then we go back over there i mean we really have no real say in the matter you know so um, it's like Ant said there's people in high places who were voted there by the 99 percent that don't serve who make the decisions that our ranking officers have to follow and execute so uh i agree like there's only so much i can say as an active duty member you know i can't really say too much but at the at the at the bare minimum while serving i just i just carry out orders bro <laughs> He's blinking. Blink if you need help. It's all good, but um, I mean, it's all you can do. It's yeah. almost like being at the bottom of the totem pole, and it's just like I just I just do what I'm told. Like you tell me to mop these floors, I'm out here mopping these floors. You tell me to go do this, I'm doing that. Why? Because trying to get this check on the first and the fifteenth. I'm trying to get a pension after the end of all of this. Who you telling? Who would you tell it? I mean, it's messed up, but like, really, let's just be realistic. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the main thing that I think about, like, for me, and I'm going to get off my soapbox real quick. For me, like, I just hit over 16 years. And so, like, really, I just want to do these little three plus years or whatever. And, like, chuck the deuces. But at the same time, I have to wonder, like, what are the long term effects that I'm going to suffer from? from this how much stuff did i just endure and just ball it up and just keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing all in the name of, of doing a good job making rank being a quote-unquote good leader like how is this going to unfold when i finally get to shed this uniform and i'm finally free mm. and that that's when the real emotions are going to come out okay you bring up a good point it's going to delay us moving to the next topic but and you <laughs> you went through that you know, you you deployed, you did all this stuff, and you got out. Talk to us a little bit about the effects of going from gun ho following orders to now you get to sit back and, and look back on what you did. Like, what what kind of effects did that have on you, uh, transitioning from active duty to the civilian world? Well, the main the main thing you realize when you transition to the civilian world is the civilian world moves very differently from you know active duty. And when I say that, I mean like I'll I'll give you I'll start from the beginning, right? <clears throat> when I first when I first got out, like my first job, like even just working with people, like I'm like, I'm like, dang, dude, like, I mean, even though there are some people in the military like this, but, you know, sometimes you, you work, you work with people on the civilian side and they realize just, you know, don't on, care. Quick. It's like, somebody, hey, bro, I need, I need to help that. Is somebody oh. watching the video playing with the volume up? Because I'm hearing an echo a little bit. No? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, keep going then. Hold on. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I got you, man. Was it okay? Maybe it was, man. Okay. <laughs> um. Shit, really? What was we talking about? <laughs> You're civilian, like. Okay, yeah. Billion, yeah. So it's like. 
right so it's like you know sometimes like you'll just work even working with certain people you know you'll be like uh uh you know dude i was back here you know i need to help with it I'm like oh man I ain't going back because of so and so you know pissed me off like you know if you're in the military and it's your man you're supposed to help him do something even if your supervisor piss you off if that's your if that's your homeboy homeboy he like you know you can come on your bro or your sis not leave you hanging that's not that's not always the case in the civilian world and you know getting closer to the, the question that you were saying with uh you know with the deployment everything that going going on like let's go ahead let's go ahead and you know tiptoe around the elephant in the room my way out of the military was very fragile but very fortunate and, and not only with the deployments there was some other stuff that i don't think was fair you know but you know that's another that's another topic for another day you know what i'm saying and even with that stuff the deployments you know what i'm saying being away from being away from family he said all of man's problems you know even other stuff that went on in the military that people some people know about you know what i'm saying that i had to deal with the entire time i was in the military pretty much from start to finish like just background stuff that people don't know about having to constantly talk to people about that you know and still telling them like hey i want to go on this deployment like think about this imagine imagine the military putting you in a, in a position where you have to go you, you want to go on this deployment to this dangerous place just so you can have some extra money for a situation that the military put you in like you, you get what i'm saying so it's like even with all of that stuff and then you still you know want to go go on these deployments you know there's people that every there's a lot of people in the military that want want to go to these dangerous places just to make you know extra money or whatever and it's not only it's not only the it's not only the, the deployments like look at the different stuff you have to go through like even when like willie you know you know that when you out process you know it's gonna be some shit right like you know this like you know i gotta get tmo i gotta gotta go get this paperwork signed i know this dude ain't gonna sign it like he said he was gonna sign it i got three days to get this signed and this is about to happen like the whole process of just going to another base in the military is stressful especially when you got family you know what i'm saying when you try trying to load the kids up all that like even the stuff like that you know what i mean so i think and don't get me wrong i'm not saying that of course the military was all bad i'm not even saying that the military doesn't take care of me now because they do you know what i mean but <laughs> but there was a price to pay for that at the end of the day and a lot of people are not hip to like that price that we ultimately pay like right. they just look at it and just think shit's all sweet and it's not like you do not know your deal and the struggle that i had to go through to get to this point that you're seeing right here you're just seeing the facade on the outside because you're on the outside looking in but she don't know what it's like being on the end right. <laughs> right right it's, it's it's like it's like you know your family members your friends back home they be like oh denise in the military now she, oh, yeah. she got money. She got money. <laughs> really, really just bought a nice car. Oh, 
you the old Snell. Oh yeah, he out there. Nah, bro. Like, look, first you don't know. I almost just had to whoop somebody ass in my office to get this leave approved so I could take my family here and have the money. Plan and I can't, I can't punch him in the face like I want to punch him in the face. And he just do need to be punched in the face. And they playing with. They don't, they don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, everybody, I'm saying this. I'm saying everything that they want to say. Yes. So, can I can I say this? Can I say it with? Go ahead. Go ahead. Can I say what I what I need to say? Go ahead. It's from my, my mouth. Look, there's some of you in the military that stress your people out. Some of you need to be punched in the face. Some of you were super awkward and super weird in middle school, and now you're making it tough for your troops. That shit ain't cool. They going through the same shit that you're going through. And they want to punch you in the face. Be cool. Signed every active duty person in the military. They got to deal with a douchebag. Hashtag message. Thank you. <laughs> Yo, yeah, I mean. Some and that's a cosign from one NCO. <laughs> some people get in there and they just, they forget that they're human. And they're dealing with other humans, you know? Yeah. They just they just start looking at them as exactly as as the rank and not not a whole person with feelings and and things and life issues and stressors and you know so I think and I mean it it, it took long enough but I mean now with uh, these uh, diversity and 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 you know integration and all this other stuff that the Air Force and military as a whole is focused on now. Um, they're pushing all these 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 programs and resources for people to take time and get to know their people and to to give them the help they need but in actuality you just sit through the training and then you just go back to doing what you've been doing because the mission needs to get done and that's just what I've been seeing here at Luke. Out here just checking the box. Uh, yeah, they, they sit through the training and then, cause out here at Luke, um, like there there have been suicides going on, like and and they've been happening on the maintenance side, the the overworking, the this that and the third, and you know, a suicide will happen, an email will come out, you know, apologies, all this stuff. You know, they they say all the right words and then. Does does op stop for that day? Do they stop doing sorties? Do they do they have a down day so people can can sit and mourn? Nope. Planes taking off right outside of the building. <sighs> Just mission gotta go. Training gotta happen. So until until they really sit down and think like, what's more important here? You know, like the people or the mission. They they say people first, mission always. People always mission first. Type. They, they go back and forth, but at the end of the day, in my experience, I can just talk for myself. Like, the mission's going to go. The mission's going to go because we always got an influx of people coming in. They're just like, there's another person waiting to take this person's spot. Not saying that they don't feel bad about the individual that passed, but it's, it's one of those things where you're just like, at what point do we just sit down and be like, why have there been four suicides in the last year? Like, just sit down and figure that shit out. And then we move on. But that's just me. Um, so if y'all got nothing else... The reason why is oh, because at the end of the day, I feel like... 
people I was gonna say I think the reason why is because people look at it like we're an expendable force at the end of the day it's something if you were to go down for account there's somebody who's already trained to take your place the mission's always going to keep going whether you're doing it or not and because we get comfortable in how expendable people are that's why shit carries on the way that it does Mm. it takes people to shake that up and like nah you need to stop getting so comfortable and being okay with replacing the next person and always having somebody in rotation. Like these are real people that we're dealing with at the end of the day. And I think that's part of the reason why like people struggle, like especially whether they stay in for 20, 30, or they get out at four or they get out at six. Like you spent all these years grinding, grinding, grinding for the mission or whatever. And a lot of times, what do you have to show for yourself when it's all said and done? Sure, somebody sends you off. They have a fancy ceremony. If they like you, mm. they might give you a cute little plaque that you can hang up on your wall. You might have some dope memories. Raw, what do you really have to show for yourself? Nothing, because the mission is going to keep going. We always carry about like fulfilling our legacy and leaving a legacy. For what? What legacy are we leaving? We're going to be replaced. In three years, nobody's going to remember my name and somebody's going to move on to next. Somebody else is going to be the hot thing in the streets. Mm. Somebody's going to be that top leader that everybody talks about. Wow. Why we dig us like, why do we grind as hard as we do and dig ourselves in a hole? Mm. That's facts. That's facts. Well, I, bro, we could, we could stay on this, but I want to get to a topic. Uh, that me and Ant were kind of discussing on Facebook, and then we decided to come on here and chop it up about. I know he's got to bounce it a little bit, so I want to get his thoughts on it. So, um, if you've been checking the news over the weekend, uh, there was a event held up in Oregon track and field. Uh, Shikari Richardson was running against everybody fresh off of the Olympics, right? Um, if you don't remember, we had a show about Shikari when she. Uh, got kind of kicked off or suspended from track and field representing the United States over in Tokyo based on uh, having marijuana, being popped for marijuana in the uh, the drug test. So um, her first event back from that, she ran out of nine runners. She came in last. Uh, reactions have been back and forth on it. <laughs> um, I posted something. Uh, Ant posted his opinion. And we were having a discussion, but things things were seeming to be misunderstood. So he wanted to come on here and kind of clear the air and actually be able to uh, voice his opinion on the matter. So the floor is yours. Uh, go ahead and, and tell us uh, your thoughts about uh, uh, Miss Shikari. So, all right. So one day, you know, I was sitting uh on facebook scrolling and i'm just looking i'm watching everybody going i'm like oh my god they killing her facebook instagram twitter people i know celebrities so i posted something i was like uh i said it's crazy how uh shakari's own people turned on her i could tell some uh the same those same people worked in the house back in the day on snitching on people and i went hard i can admit that but 
<laughs> but here's my here's my here's my explanation to this and this is this is why i i did go that hard and it wasn't it wasn't directed at anybody intentional and before i say this like me and willie was talking about before i wanted to come up here because i didn't want anybody to think me and willie was going at each other's neck that's why i had commented like no bro i'm gonna just come on because this is a lot of typing <laughs> no i don't want nobody else to be like hey Oh yeah, really? Nah, it ain't none of that. Willie, my boy. Um, but Willie, I will say my inbox was on fire because because you was like, I was like, what? I was like, I was like, nah. I was like, watch the show. I was like, watch the show. Watch the show. But um, but this is why I said that. So back when Shakari was when she first got banned from, from smoking, you know, everybody had their opinion, but the. the uh the overwhelming response was you know oh she's 21 her mother just died this 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 and this you know she's young she made mistakes all of this and then you fast forward to her you know getting burnt i mean 1000 percent, she got burnt like she lost bad and like i felt like you know everybody was going hard on her but i was like yo this is the same girl that y'all just acknowledged had mental health issues because of her mom this is only like five six weeks later which means she lost her mom a little over two months ago if you were to if you were to lose a family member a parent not you guys i'm talking about anybody if you were to lose a family member like that's gonna stick you know what i mean and one of me and your comments willie that uh was that remember before you know we went on i was telling y'all wanted to get into something mm -hmm. and you know she, uh you had said not only you a lot of people have said well maybe she should have she should she shouldn't have showed up the race you know she wasn't ready she wasn't ready and i responded like no matter what what someone is going through you can't necessarily say what they should do for you know to get their mind right maybe that's what she decided to do to get her mind right maybe she was at the house going back and forth like no nah, i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna go yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm gonna just try to get back in stride you know I, I lost my mom you know i couldn't go run i can finally go run maybe this is what i need and she went and go, went to go do it she lost she's 21 years old she just lost the race i didn't feel like like it was a i didn't think it was a situation like oh she shouldn't have did it she just went and run she just went and ran and lost the race and going back going back to what we were talking about before when it was like you know i could tell like yeah both of us gonna be destined for great things and all of this so really let's just say it's like five years now from bro five years from now bro you know what i'm saying you and black y'all about to y'all y'all you know what i'm saying y'all y'all are there you know what i'm saying and y'all got an event or whatever coming on you know what i'm saying i have conversations with you and black yeah. you get what i'm saying you know if 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 you have something if you have something going on you might post something on facebook you might let us know like hey i got this whatever whatever if you definitely have those conversations with your family so let's just say you got a really big show coming up but you have something going on you're going back and forth on it your family might even tell you like hey man you know don't force it put it off this and this and this and this and you're like nah you know i've been in the funk i need to go do this i'm gonna go do it you go out biggest show of your life you're bomb. <laughs> Everybody that don't know you 
personally to have a friendship with you is going to be like man Willie you should have just waited if you had something going on this this that you should you know whatever whatever but you was at the crib like man no nah, I need to do this I need to, I need to get out the front. you know what I'm saying you're looking at it like man it's just one bomb show I know what I'm destined for you know what I'm saying you, you know you know what you know what you feel like the universe is gonna bring to you you just like man it's just a bomb show like what's the big deal but what we do and when I was making my comment especially especially us black folks I think we're super critical of our own we ride we ride with real quick but this was this was just a couple weeks ago you know that girl mama died. not you I'm talking about everybody everybody in the world y'all know that girl mama died why y'all gonna ride on her like that and then you know she went on television and she said she said what she said it wasn't professional but she just 21 right you know she just 21 like she shouldn't have did it she, she shouldn't have did it but when she made one mistake everybody was like oh she just 21 she made another mistake two months later she's just 21 was the interview was super unprofessional whatever you want to call it yeah it was that's that's a cold solid fact but bro and i told you i was like well maybe i was super sensitive to it because um <clears throat> uh i was like maybe i was super sensitive to it because you know maybe i had my my own mental health thing is going on bro when you when you in that state you know what i'm saying like and you just trying to figure it out she probably didn't even want to go around to be honest with you she was like the only thing that'll you know loosen up my thoughts in my head and it's just running you know what i'm saying it ain't like she was like you know i'm gonna I'm I'm go i'm gonna go gamble you know what i'm saying and lose all my money or i'm gonna go do you know what i'm saying all of these drugs other than weed you know what i'm saying <laughs> she just lost she just lost the race you know what i'm saying I, I just felt like as a whole we didn't have to go that hard on it that's all i hear you what do you, what do you think denise what's your thoughts on it so i always just look at it what it boils down to is like yes she did lose and yes, it looks bad, but it's literally fractions of a second. We crucified her and put her on the cross like she lost by minutes. And it's literally fractions of a second. And she's racing people who fucking finalists, like medals, people who received medals in the Olympics. Um, We don't know what her training regimen was. We don't even know what it is that you know she was doing for, to prepare for this I, I know a lot of people were real quick to be like she needs to be humble but one thing that i can appreciate her that i can appreciate about her is that like she's confident she believes in herself and she talks her shit. and i can appreciate that because at the end of the day we're quick to be like you know what you need to believe in yourself you need to believe in your dreams so we can't in the same breath knock somebody for doing the same thing. And if somebody falls, it's not our job to kick them down further down into the hole. We be like, all right, you got it. Like, okay, you had an off day or whatever, brush it off. Um, the interview, the post interview, the first post interview. Yeah, it was a little 
crazy. She was a little hot headed or whatever. Very unprofessional. But a lot of people don't want to acknowledge the fact that she did another hey, yo, interview real quick, and she tried real to quick. clean it up. Oh, never mind. I was going to bid my dude farewell. He got something to go. He has something to get in a little bit. But we'll be back for a part two. Appreciate you. Uh, and, but go ahead, Dennis. But, like, we don't want to acknowledge that, you know, like, she tried to, like, clean it up. And at the same time, I'm looking at it where it's just like, this is a young girl. I don't want to be like, I don't want to disrespect her and call her a kid because she's a grown woman. Not as grown as I am, but she's an adult. She's legally an adult at the end of the day. And I just think back to like when I was 21, was I hot headed? Did I make mistakes? And did I look for forgiveness? And did I need people to believe in me so I could push forward and be great? And at the end of the day, I just don't don't feel like she needed everybody and their mother like turning on her and like oh you need a slice of humble pie like yeah you could be a little bit more humble sis but at the same time she needs more support with everything that she's going on and somebody to believe in her so she can truly unlock her potential and her greatness that's just my opinion okay so i'll just say this um when she won the the trials and she was destined to head to the olympics to be the next best female u.s sprinter uh and she got popped from marijuana and everybody was like boo it's just weed let her race i'm a big component of you knew the rules you knew this was not allowed because you've been running track for as long as you i can i can remember you've been running track shikari so you knew what the rules were. You broke them. This happened. So you can't run. She came on. I think it was Good Morning America or the Today Show. Uh, owned up to her mistake. Was like, I'm going to be better. I'm going to do better. All this stuff. She told everybody the reason why she did what she did. So I mean, no harm, no foul at that point. You made a mistake. You own up to it. Move on. That's how... That's kind of how we are in the military now, how I think everybody should be in life. Allow people to make mistakes and recover from them. Cool. Um, so now this race comes about. And when she first got, you know, they were like, boom, she can't go to the Olympics. Everybody was just like, that's foul. I'm just like, low key, if she ended up going to the Olympics, she probably was not going to win anyway based on the times of the people who are going to be in the Olympics i.e. these women from Jamaica are not a are not to be played with like yeah you won the US trials that's cool Team Jamaica is not a game yes you won the US trials beautiful thing but in Jamaica the time you won the trials with is like their play time you know what I'm saying? Like when they ain't serious running. Because these women are legit. Um, the Olympics happened. She's not there. Uh, of course, you know, the ladies from Jamaica destroy the sprint events. They, they are they are not to be played with. So here comes this, uh, this, this event. Right. Um, and the three women from Jamaica place one, two, three. I agree. Like, and, and and my disclaimer was, do I think I could have ran that as fast as Shikari? No, Shikari would dust me. <laughs> You're talking about fractions of a second. I would have finished that race in probably like 15 seconds. I would have been like five, six seconds behind 
Shikari in that race on a good day. Right. On a good day. So I'm not saying I'm faster than her. She is a fine-tuned athlete right. and is prepped for this. My only problem was, like, if she did not give a post-race interview, I would have been 100% in her corner, like, you know, this is where you at. You coming back from a, a very traumatic incident, losing your mom. Get your mind right and come back. The post-game, inter- or the post-game, the post-race interview is where I was just like, Shikari, like, pull that back a bit. Pull it back a bit. Like, I don't want to tell you how to live your life, but when when you want to when you want to establish your reputation as the the Floyd Mayweather of the race like i'm gonna just talk my shit i'm the fastest this that and the third nobody can see me and eight people saw you and you came in eight nights out of nine people you know what i'm saying like um what's, what's, what's the boxer what's the boxer who was just always chirping and was just taking Adrian Broner. Like he was trying to be the next Floyd Mayweather. I'm this, I'm yes. that. Can't nobody see me. Pacquiao knocked this man out, was 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 serving this dude. And at the end of the fight, he's like, y'all know I won that fight. Y'all can't tell me nothing. Y'all did like, it makes you look foolish. I mean, yes. there's, there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. And when you're an athlete, a pro athlete, a, then you have to have some cockiness. Like you have LeBron James out here. Yes. He's believing in himself. I'm the GOAT. I think I'm better than Jordan. I'm chasing. If I'm not better than, you know what I'm saying? Like you have, but at the same time, LeBron can back it up. LeBron has the numbers. He has the resume. He's that. When you're young in the game and you up there. He's got the stuff. Yeah. When, when you're up there and you're on the come up. Like, cause when LeBron was a rookie, his first few years, he wasn't saying he was the best. He was in the offseason working on his game, doing stuff to become where he's at today. Shikari, here's here's where I'm at. I want her to be great. I understand um, it, it's hard for black women in America to be accepted. You know. Uh, to actually receive flowers when they are excelling at something. Um, there's a portion of America who cannot wait for black people to fail on a grand stage so they can jump in there. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Um, which is what a lot of it was. I feel like my, my response and my reaction to her was just like, just tone it down, just pull it back. And focus on yourself. Like if, like what Ann said, if running is how she needs to get over it. Like if she ran because her mom liked to watch her run, and she's like, "I'm doing this in honor of my mom." I'm good with it. Run. Just when you do that post-race interview, hey, congratulations to the winners. Um, great competition out there. I came out here. I felt like I needed to run just to get back into it uh, in honor of my mom. Like, there's ways that she could have did that, and I feel again my biggest thing and I think Janae said it too I don't know who is in her team as far as PR uh, advising all of that stuff but maybe she needs to reevaluate who is in her team Um, or if her team is telling her hey don't do that and she does it anyway um, then that's on her but I feel like 
her team is letting her down and i'm just saying this objectively because i don't know them i don't know any backstory i don't know facts i don't know details on who is in her team uh i'll try to find out and realize but as of now until i find out what's going on from the outside looking in it looks like her team is letting her down as far as prepping her for for the media because she's very emotional she's an emotional person she runs with emotion she's driven by emotion all the confidence in herself which is what you need like i said to be a world-class athlete you need that confidence slash cockiness but at a certain point you got to pay homage to hey i was out here with nine eight of the fastest women in the world now i know what i need to do now i know where i'm at know but that was not her live tv cussing very 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 self-centered she kind of slid a little con congratulations to the winners the women blah 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 but i'm and you know the jamaican like when they interviewed the jamaican women they're just like what do you think about your car blah blah they're like well i don't pay her any mind i'm just focused on on winning you know doing what i gotta do that's the level that Shikari needs to be at where like Everybody right. else talking, I ain't even got to address that. I don't need to come on this microphone and say, all the doubters, all this. Just let them doubt. Control what you can control, which is yourself and your training, and you're going to be all right. But I do agree. Some of the stuff, some of the criticism that she was getting is way, way out of hand. Way out of hand. I do feel like um, a lot of people were out of pocket with the critiques that they provided. And even with what it is that you just said and how like she could have worded it, um, that's part of the growing pains of being brand new to the game. Because like at the end of the day, you got to think we're comparing like her and her post interview to like the Jamaicans, but the Jamaicans are seasoning this. Like those women who have been racing, they have been like, they're, she, she's new to this. They're true to this. Right. She's got to work her way to get to where they are. Not just performance, but even how she carries and conducts herself after the performance. She's young. She's hot-headed. Yeah. And with time, it'll get better. Like, the way I look at Shikari is I feel like she is a... She's an unrefined diamond at the end of the day. She just mm. needs a little bit of polishing. And she's going to be great. Mm. She needs some polishing... And some things need to be chipped away in order to be able to unveil her greatness. But she's still a diamond nonetheless. So there's still value at the end of the day. It's not a bad comparison. Like, cause, cause the talent is there. Um, I like the flair. I think it's like paying homage to, to like Flojo and Jackie Joyner Kersey, you know, when, mm -hmm. when, you know, those, those sisters was running they had the long nails the extensions the the earrings all of that's all of the flair crushing the world at, at at these sprints so i don't want her to not be herself um right i think i think yeah it's it's 21 you know you you was you was the woman in college winning your races you was the woman up to the trials you won the trials so you feel in yourself you you know you have the capability to, to be great and i think she was just disappointed in herself and her post-race interview was like 
her not being able to to, to comprehend what happened. Cause that, I, I'll say this: I, I feel the media needs to do a better job of understanding when is a good time to interview athletes like right after a play or right after a fight or you know what i'm saying like the emotions are still there the the individual right. is still in, in an emotional state where you know they can't really <laughs> i don't want to say say what they want to say but they are they are primed to say something that will be taken out of context you know what i'm saying because it's live and you say that well, and everybody's just like oh them. shit I feel like, right, but here's the thing with that. I feel like the media is very trained in knowing when is the right time to like do an interview with somebody. And I feel like they purposely pick the times that they pick in order to invoke a reaction. Ah. To be able to sensationalize it and have a story. Yeah. I think it's very meditated, premeditated in how they do it. It's very strategic. It's not just, oh, by chance. Let me just interview this hothead and oh by the way, like she just happened to pop off. Like y'all knew the vibe. Y'all knew what it was. You knew what you were going because for. Because when in, in in your entire life can you remember a race where the media runs right to the last place individual and be like, How do you think you did? No, they go talk to the winner. And and the person in second, Nobody. and maybe the third. Place. Nobody ever. Nobody ever goes to ninth real, place. Real. Hey yo, so you came in last. Tell us how you feel. Like, what do you think that person is going to say? <laughs> they just knew. A everybody is about Shikari. There's a lot of people against her. She came in last. Let's see what she got to say about it. And she gave them what they wanted. I feel. I feel that's exactly what the media wanted to see. They capitalized, on, they capitalized on her weakness and yeah. in a way I want to go as far as saying like they exploited it per se but like they knew how she was liable to react right. and so like there, there's responsibility on both ends like there's decency as being media and not just coming straight for the ninth place winner but then there's her and she has to be accountable for her, her actions and how she is that she conducts herself Right. Right. Yeah, because she is demanding that attention. 100%. A lot of the people who do come in yeah. in those races tend to just keep to themselves and keep it pushing. But I will say this. I appreciate the fact that she she wants the limelight. She, she wants the attention. She wants that because mm -hmm. she feels she can live up to that. I will say, uh, like you said, polish. And that goes back to her team. Like, if they can talk to her, try to get her right, and be like, "Hey, this is what's going on," then you know what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to. You don't have to be so defiant. Like, fuck the world type. Like, you can have that mindset, but that can't come out your mouth because you got sponsors and stuff. We trying to make money here, girl. Like, Nike's only going to take so much of this. Yeah. This this wildness, you know, like it's a game. Can't it's, be out here in the bag. Stay true to yourself, <laughs> but at the same time, get the bag. It, it's it's a game that you have to play, and when it's all said and done, when she hangs them up, she can be as real as she wants. Cause like, I mean, right now she was out there. Hey, based on my personal best, I'm the sixth fastest runner doing this race ever. 
So we know you got the talent. Keep that up. Keep training. And your time right. will come, Shikari. I'm in your corner. Regardless of what you see me post or how you take what I post, Shikari, you're a friend of the podcast. If you want to come through, chop it up with your boy. I'm here. Uh, the good sis will join in as well. Uh, so running down our list of friends of the podcast, we have uh, Jonathan Lindale. Absolutely. Kirk, uh, AKA the baby and Shikari Richardson, who's also a friend of the podcast now. Uh, so go ahead. And if y'all know her, go ahead and share the link so she can jump in here and, and, and join the conversation. But you ready to, you ready to talk about some fun shit? You ready to talk about some fun shit? Because, uh, yes, anybody I love fun shit. who has social media has to be aware of this new trend going around oh my gosh called the crate challenge um i'm I'm gonna let the good sis weigh in on this first because she has a way with words that i don't so um denise you've been seeing this and you've been seeing the majority of the participants of the crate challenge you've seen a majority of the locations that the challenge is taking place in. Um, what what do you have to say about this uh, this this new craze? Mm-hmm. I just I just want to I want to know why. The wisdom. You know what the five W's and the how. Who, what, when, where, and why. Who came up with this shit? When did you have this bright idea that we're going to stack crates on top of each other in a pyramid format and we're going to practice climbing up the crates, standing, finding our balance, and then coming back down? Where is there ever a good location to do this shit? Because all I see people doing it is in, like, the street. And every time somebody falls, like, I cringe like i feel like my bones are snap cracking and popping and i'm only 35 but i'm just like i feel like a second hand it's not even second hand embarrassment like it's second hand embarrassment but it's a second hand injury every time somebody tumbles and falls and like i'm conflicted because i don't know if it's like these very small thin you know rail like people like i feel like their bones are cracking but then when I see like these round of two people decide that they want to climb crates and it's just like, you know better. Now, you know, who told your big ass to get up there? <laughs> and it's not, like, y'all need to be stacking these crates like one or two. Like y'all be going the distance. Like, oh, I want to sc- stack this shit seven high. Why? Like, do you not know there's height up each crate is probably like 12 to 14 inches tall and then you just want to keep stacking and stacking and stacking and then your big ass want to keep climbing up to the top and then the shit get the wobbling and then you have the nerd be like hitting that little kid move and shit like this why you know your big ass about to tumble <laughs> make this shit make sense and like for those who are successful like how much money are you winning from being successful at this challenge and for you old ass people, why are you letting these young TikTok kids trick you into doing dumb shit? They trying to finesse you out your damn insurance money. You don't know a scam when you see one. <laughs> shit. Shit makes me sick. 
People are stupid. Oh my god. And you just can't sit here and tell me because we're in the midst of COVID that we just unlocking all of our boredom potential. Because never in all of my 35 years did I ever think, you know what? Let me stack some crates and then let me climb up the crates and let me see if I can balance and let me see if I'm not going to fall. And every time they hit the ground, like they hit the ground hard as shit. And then they try to play it off like they ain't hurt. You know you hurt. Half these people you know you hurt. hit the crates I just, harder than they hit the ground. Like when they fall, they be busting their face, bending their back over these crates. Like you hear the sound effects. Uh, I... And I feel like the very thin just, ones, like maybe they're the ones who are in the most pain because like maybe the bigger people, like they have cushion. So when they fall, the cushion breaks their fall. I don't know. I, I don't it know. Hurt the same. It hurt the same because you see, bro, there was But this the fact that grown ass adults are doing this. There was this one where they had an old dude who was wearing a hospital gown do this challenge. He fell on his neck and did not move. I thought this man died. Like the video stopped. I'm trying to look up stuff. I'm just like, see, did y'all get this man discharged from whatever hospital he was in, assisted living facility, and told him to climb up these crates? Um. There was another one I saw. That like y'all out here on the biggest hey, grandpa live a little. I've seen to do it. Gets to the top. And he just starts shaking. Like that whole top pillar was shaking. And I was just like, he knows. Out there too. At really. that point, at that point, he knows he fucked up. But it's too late. It's too late that you can't. Hey, hey guys, come get me down. Like, you stuck up there. The yeah. only way down is down. Make your move. And he tried the crates move and he bust his face on the fucking concrete. That's another point. Why y'all just don't set this shit up on a safe surface so if people were to fall, it you know, death is not an option. They be on the straight concrete with this shit. And they'd be like, well, it's the most level and stable surface. Like, That's the other thing that I don't do. Uh, I, can't. I can't. Like, y'all pick legit roads. Like, not that I feel like grass is that much better, but like straight up concrete, you want to pick that. Because I guess, you know, it's a level playing field per se. Cool, whatever. But like, y'all are real stupid with this. Like, if you was just going like three crates high, then maybe I would entertain your reindeer games. Not saying that I would do it or whatever, but like I would not suffer second hair cringing, embarrassment, injuries every time y'all fall. But the fact that y'all really be out here trying to stack them like seven, eight crates high. And then again, like a lot of them are doing it for money, but like how much money are you doing this for? How bored are you? Are they running bands? Like, make this make sense. 
Now, if it's for like 50 mil, maybe I'd be tip drilling on some damn crates too. But I highly doubt that you're doing it for that much money. You're probably doing it for like 50 bucks at best. Clout. And a happy meal. I think most of these cats are doing it just for clout. Crackhead. That shit crack about to rock. be on TikTok. That shit finna go viral. They just probably go, like just, for clout and just to go viral. Hood famous. They want to be hood famous. Clout is a hell of a drug. Tell me about it. You getting no money from it. Clout is a hell of you a drug. You just gonna go viral and be like, I'm viral. That's my video got this many views, this many likes. That's cool. Nothing from it. Nothing from it. I just, I just think you willing to damn near kill yourself to go viral. Like, here's me as a black man. I understand. Black people, we, we, we. We we make culture. We we make what's popular. We start some shit. It gets picked up and copied. I have yet to see white people do the crate challenge. I don't know. Maybe I'm not looking, finding the right videos. Every video I see of this, it's us. It's us doing this challenge. Um, and I don't know how I feel about it. I feel a type of way about it. It's confusing. Like, I want to tell us to do better. <laughs> but I know we don't listen. So they're going to keep doing it until it's not popular no more. Um, that's just my thoughts on it. I'm concerned because motherfuckers is ending up in the ER. Like the ERs ain't already busy with all the COVID shit. So now we got motherfuckers going in there with internal right. bleeding, fractures. What happened Crate. to you? Crate challenge. Uh, fill this form out. Go over Man, there. This just sounds so stupid. Talk about it. <laughs> right. Like, like, how does that. Who's your insurance? Come on. Nobody, because they in the hood. <laughs> got no insurance. Crazy like imagine challenge. the triage nurse taking this in and they're like did what so let me get this straight let me run this back so you were climbing you stacked crates up and then you thought that it was a good idea to climb up said crates and you want your insurance to cover this why you didn't think this through when you decided to do this this sounded like a good idea and then the individuals who it's do not, have insurance? About like one of the dummies. Do you think their insurance is like picking up the bill for this shit? Hell no! In <laughs> fact, I feel like the insurance is probably using these dumbass videos they're making against them in order to validate why they do not need to be able to be responsible for this. <laughs> like this is self-sustained, dumbass. Like this wasn't no accident. Nobody had a gun to your head and said, climb these crates or else. You definitely did this on your own. <laughs> Be like, oh shit, man. Like, like that's how I know that I'm old. Like when they, when they give you that shit form. Is just stupid. And it'd like, like reason for injury, cause of injury. Do you think these people are like trying to think of a legit reason and not put crate challenge on there? Are they just like, I just can't fucking put crate like it nah, that's when it like, hits them hashtag crate challenge hashtag 
You know the vibe. They put the hashtag on the form? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Big facts like this. Boom, boom. Hashtag crate challenge. What up? They got the pin. They're like hashtag. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shit. Um, I don't know. It's. I thought it would have died down by now. But then you have people like... I'll tell you what. No. If there's one person I would have loved to have seen fall doing that challenge, it was... What's this dude's name? Blueface? Oh, wow. Did you see his? He what actually Blueface baby do to you? I... I... I watched a snippet of it. I didn't watch the whole entire thing because at this point, like I get so tired of seeing crate challenges because it's like either you're going to fall or you're going to be successful. Don't get me wrong. I've seen some really dope crate challenges where you're just like, okay, I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. But there's more cringeworthy ones than like ones that you actually want to support and see. And even if they're successful at their crate challenge, as in a functioning adult, who has like any sense of normalcy, decency, anything, any grain of common sense. You don't want to be this person like supporting this dumb shit. Cause I feel like I'm not doing my part as a, a good Samaritan in this world by supporting dumb shit like this. <laughs> you be right. Like I'm not gonna hold you like this. If my sons decided they were going into the garage and they were going to steal a bunch of milk crates and they were going to stack them and they decide they wanted to climb up these crates, I would slap fire out of them. Because what you're not going to do is waste my good TRICARE benefits mm -hmm. doing dumbness. Have TRICARE looking at That's what we're not doing. Looking into the events in my house. Have CPS coming over so here. So TRICARE be like, oh. CPS coming to my house right. like. Like, oh, you, you fucking your kids up like this? You just letting them kill them? Tricare will be like, we ain't. Tricare will be like, we we can't support this. Tricare like, we do not, we don't. She do man that in here. Northeast like, I'm sorry. <laughs> we don't do. We that don't here. cover this. <laughs> we'll send you the bill in the mail. <laughs> we don't like, do what? that here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But um. Yeah, so uh, any members of the Smoke Pit, any Pit Masters, any member of the, the podcast fan group, please do not be on this crate challenge. And please do not film yourself doing it and sending please it don't. in. Uh, you can DM the videos to me and I will roast you privately. But do not post them in the group because we don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to encourage uh, this very dangerous and and albeit stupid very unnecessary challenge um, speaking of right. stupid though this last topic we're going to talk about i just found out about this before we did the show okay let me talk to you about how desperation has hit new heights or lows depending on how you want to take this story so there is a man in India, right, who wanted to have sex with his woman, uh, but she was not on the pill. 
and he had no condoms and they did not want to have babies. So my man went and got a epoxy adhesive and used it to seal his urethra and proceeded to have sex with said woman. And he is now dead. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. He's what? He is not here anymore. His life is over. He died. <laughs> I know you're like, really? That's evil. Stop laughing. A man has lost his life. Let me let me read. Wait, story. no, like me, I just let me I read have the so story. Let me read how did how did he die? Okay. Oh, okay. All right, where are we at? <laughs> okay, here we go. So, using a strong epoxy adhesive to seal his private parts to ensure protection during intercourse may have complicated a youth's health condition leading to his death, said senior police officers probing the mysterious death of 25-year-old Salman Mirza, a resident of the Fetwadi area in India. Several witnesses said that Mirza, along with his former fiance, I like how they say former because he's dead, right? Uh, both of whom were addicted to drugs had gone to a hotel in Juhapura. There they applied an epoxy adhesive on his private parts as they were not carrying any protection. The two had reportedly gone to the hotel with another woman. Uh-oh. Where, where'd she go? You just bounced out the whole... <laughs> you just bounced out the conversation? <laughs> Hold it on. says I was backstage. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry. So the two had reportedly gone to the hotel with another woman in, a, in the hotel on June 22nd. We checked the CCTV footage and found Mirza and his girlfriend entering the hotel. He was found unconscious the next day. Okay. Then they took him home and he died shortly after. So the officer said that using the adhesive worsened his health condition and he died of complications including multiple organ failure so let me ask you a question i already know the answer but i'm gonna just ask it anyway right okay okay can you imagine in your life where there is a situation where Sex with the individual would be so life-changing. You know this is your one chance to have sex with one person. You're like, we got to make this happen. I, I'm a, I, I can't get pregnant. I'm not on the pill. You ain't got no condoms. Your pull-out game is weak. So how are we going to do this? And the man is like, I will just close up. 
I'll close up my PP hole. I will block my penis with this flex seal. It works on the, like this man made a boat out of flex seal on the commercial and no water came through it. So this is just as mm -hmm. good as a condom, if not better. Right. Good sis. Okay. What is going on here? Yes. What is going on here? First of all, to answer your question, no. I could never imagine having life-changing sex that would lead me down this particular rabbit hole. No, not at all. But I have so many questions. But the number one question is, how the fuck did you have an epoxy sealant, but you didn't have a condom in a hotel room? Where did you find this shit at? And why? Like, what? What? We're sealing up the PP. Like, you could have stuffed tissue up that bitch. But a sealant? A sealant. Where did you find a fucking sealant from? Like, who randomly has that in a hotel? Like, oh, let me reach into my cargo pocket. I got some epoxy sealant right here, whatever. Seal it on up and we can have a good old time. You got that, but you ain't got condoms. Not a no. Ziploc bag. <laughs> Nothing. A grocery bag. A fucking shower cap. You're in a hotel. But epoxy sealant. That's I what mean, we doing. Not all hotels come with the shower cap. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that is so left field. The article but said, but you're more likely to find a shower cap than a sealant. The, the sealant was probably something that they used to enhance the the effects of whatever drugs they were on. So maybe they were like huffing that shit and then doing whatever. I don't know. But they was like, I got this flex seal. Remember how I used to. If I seal this up, nothing's gonna leak out. We can just raw dog this shit. And I'm just like, nothing in his mind was just like, you know you're gonna need to like pee or something like afterwards. Like one, I, like, does it just stay there? Like when you're about to, like your climax hits, hits, hits the wall. Like something had to like explode. Your climax hits the wall, and then it's just like, well, shit, man. Like, where do we go now? Like, normally we come out, but we're still in here. <laughs> but we're still in here. You I know? feel like, like it has to. Explode. And then after sex, like, cat's got to pee, and he's just like, I can't get this off my dick. Help me get this off. And you in a hotel in India. I'm sure they don't have stuff to take off adhesive epoxy. So now you just pass out because your body's just like, what? Well, fuck it. And then they take you home. Like, I'm not even going to do a hypothetical. There's so much I'm wrong with this. There's so much wrong with it. But sex. And the fact that you were like, what, the kid was 25? 
died. Like, and here's so me he was, as well. He was a Gen Zer. Um, looking at the woman, I think she was a big factor and could have saved his life by just saying. Was a big factor. I don't want that in me. That I don't want chemical that in me. Whatever that is. That I don't want that on me. Chemical. Whatever that is. I don't want that on me. Why didn't he just pull out? Pull out game is weak. We established that. Why didn't they just like pull out game is weak? We established that. Like, could it just be like quick pause before we get to popping in these streets? Let me go down to the front desk to like the marketplace because like every hotel has like a little market, and I'm gonna buy a box of condoms. And if not the market, let let me go next door to like their version of CVS or whatever the fuck because it's not like this CVS in the middle of nowhere. Like I'm sure there is a convenience store within walking distance. Like there were so many options and answers before we decided our key people for a good time. So many options. Like you could have wrapped it into Yes, you're right, CJ Reed. We do need to research this. Because I'm disturbed. I'm I'm in like how high what what were they on? I'm in how high were they? said how high were they? You said how high were they? Yes, how high were they? Like, like you got, this is like some next level out of this world type shit. Like, nobody in their right mind just comes up with like, yeah, bro, let's seal up the hole and then we can go. Like, nobody. No one says let's seal up the cavern with epoxy sealant. Nobody. Nobody. He did. And thanks to him, now we all know we can't do that. He did. And thanks to him, now we all know we can't do that. You're right. And like, what's fucked up about this is like his family's probably going to turn around and try to sue. They better not. What? It's true. They probably will. They better not. They'll try to monetize, monetize and profit off of this situation. They're totally going to sue. And like, what should be common sense? Do not apply epoxy sealant to your penis hole. That's they'll sue. They're definitely going to sue. So where did you go? Tragic. It's a whole tragedy out here in these streets. Hold on. Where'd my cam go? Where'd my cam go? There we go. I'm back. Hello. Oh, he's back. There we go. I'm back. Okay, I was gonna say, it's real awkward in here just talking to myself. Are you hearing an echo or not? Because I'm hearing a super. Well, they're definitely Are you hearing an echo or not? No, no echo. I'm hearing a Okay, maybe it's just I hear nothing. It's just me, Okay, maybe it's just Hello? Uh, well, yeah, I just felt like uh, sharing that with y'all. Uh, I had to read it. I had to imagine the site. I had to read So I wanted you guys to do this. imagine the site. So I wanted you guys to do this. You're welcome. Nah, bro, I'm good. You could have saved You're welcome. Like, that's the story time that we didn't need. Hello? Like, at all. 
A couple people say they're getting an echo. A couple people say they're getting an echo. It's the first time it's happened. It's the first time it's happened. Either way. We're near the end of the podcast anyway. I'll fix it in place. We're near the end of the podcast anyway. True. The myself. So here we are. Final shots and thoughts. Uh, once again, thanks for joining the show. Good sis coming through again in the clutch. Um, you got anything you want to say to our viewers, our listeners, anything like that? Um, gentlemen, when in doubt, pull out. Make sure you have condoms. Epoxy sealant is not the way. That's all I have for you. Oh, and like, just say no to the crate challenge. There's no money <laughs> that's going to be worth risking your life. Oh, man. Uh, I second everything she said. Yeah, man. Um, as, as someone who, who leaned on pull-out for the longest and ended up with a... A four-year-old child at, at the age of 40. Pull-out's not always the go-to move. But uh, I will say, I am still alive, though. So, take that information and do what you will with it. I have one question for you, Willie. Yes. As a black man in America... Do you feel bold enough to go into a bathroom, turn off the light, and say Candyman's name in the mirror? No. No. <laughs> no. I was I wasn't doing that when old Candyman was out. <laughs> I'm just I'm just curious. Like I will say this, a good friend of ours. She was like, let's go see Candyman. I said, no, I will not. I'm going to watch I it. I think the entire fuck not. I ain't going to say it. No, I won't even I'm watch it. it. I'm not going to watch it. Like, I saw this meme today and it made me laugh. They said that Candyman was nothing more than a seven foot four crackhead with killer bees <laughs> for pets. I was like, oh, wow. I'll tell you something right now. I am scared. I, I'm scared of a crackhead no matter what the Unpredictability is my biggest fear. Like, if I cannot predict what the fuck you finna do, and I know you have the unpredictability to do whatever, I can't fucks with you. What? Bro, you cool. You got it. You win. I, I ain't even gonna mess with you, bro. True. I can't. Not gonna black people can't. But can't. I can't. I can't do it. So for all of you who are like super brave, and like you're willing to go say Candyman in the mirror five times or whatever, may may whomever be with you. You are a brave soul. You are stronger than I. I will never. I'm not gonna watch the movie. I'm not even gonna spend too much to freaks me the hell out. I'm good. 
I'm good, beloved. Enjoy. <laughs> I'm good. Enjoy, Enjoy <laughs> beloved. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we got. Uh, again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Know we caught y'all off guard on a Wednesday. Uh, shout out to Aunt Boogie. Uh, hopefully we get him back on for part two. And then uh, we can finish this conversation. Because I know he had more to talk about. About uh, Shakari Richardson. So I'm sure we'll do a part two with him. And then um, if that's all you got, we'll go ahead and sign off. This echo is fucking with me. I hate it. Either way, uh, well, she left. <laughs> it's all good. Oh, look. Now I'm not echoing. Echo, echo. Echo, echo. No echo at all. Anyway, um, thanks to the good sis for tuning in. Thanks to Aunt Boogie for tuning in. My boy jumped in here. He talking about he just got home. We may do an after hours. I don't know. I got to eat. We may do something a bit later for y'all. Uh, depending on when he's ready and settled down and stuff, he'll probably hit me up. We may dabble and give y'all a little, a little after hours and let my man give his thoughts on the situations and stuff. But... Um, until then, I am the homie Mac, a.k.a. your boy, with his nice blue light reduction glasses, trying to save my uh, vision, what's left of it, I guess. Um, thanks for tuning in to episode 53 of The Smoke Pit. Y'all have been great. We'll check in with y'all next week. Be easy. Peace. Welcome to The Smoke Pit. Friday night, come and take a load off. Come sit in the smoke pit. It's time for us to show off. It's been a long week. Come relaxing, get some lapsing, and let's talk about these brackets. And while we at it, tell me whose man's is this? Cause I got questions. I'm hoping you can answer it. Get ready, cause you know we gon' talk a lot of shit. It's Mac and Mac. Welcome to the smoke pit. <laughs>